Hi, you guys. Hey, so Hey. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm so excited. What a beautiful way to start our day today. I agree. I'm uh, I'm excited to chat about today because um, it's it's going to be something that a lot of you guys have been asking for in terms of really understanding the action side of things because I know that this is something people really, really struggle with, especially if you are a business owner, because as much as we're talking about you know, leaning back and receiving and being in the space of openness and allowing and being the space that the divine rush is into, that doesn't mean that there aren't actions that are, you know, often required of us, but we're going to give some distinctions around, you know, how to navigate those actions, how to actually identify what they are. And uh, yeah, kind of, you know, feel our way into the right actions over the ones that we often think we need to take, right? Yeah, and I really just want to acknowledge each of you in here because I know that you're most likely the go-getter types. And this is something that I struggled with for quite a while was finding this fine balance or understanding when aligned actions in the bridge of incidents are actually coming through versus my mind trying to figure it out, trying to meddle and trying to like get things done. Because when you are someone who's dedicated and focused on your goals, whether that be in business or where you're going in life, you can be like, well, I'm just ready to get to work. Like, I'm just ready to make it happen now. I've got space and time. But it's actually in that headspace energy where we can start to like circle around, confuse ourselves, get into comparison mode. So I'm really excited about shining a light today with Lo on these topics because we have, um, we've been there. We've been in the place where we've been trying to figure it out and then caught ourselves in that space of not truly remembering our power or who we are or how to access that space of being able to receive the truth, the wisdom, the actions to come next. I have taken a lot of action from an energy of lack or making happen or strategizing. And I can tell you, it doesn't work. (laughs) And if it does, it's taxing. Results are very limited. Um, There's a very different energy behind the action that leads us into our quantum leaps and that feels really, really effortless. And so we're going to help you guys to kind of like distinguish what that is today. And uh, maybe before we go into that, we just want to remind you guys of uh, obviously our, our mastermind, which has, um, sorry, expiring bonuses tonight. So there's three different rounds of fast action bonuses. If you sign up tonight before 10, then you get access to all of them. They're valued or they're, they're regularly priced at over 4,000, sorry, just less than $4,000, almost $4,000. And yeah. And the one that's expiring tonight is a bonus call with both Zoe and I. So that'll double the number of one-on-one calls that you get throughout the mastermind. They can be used after we're done as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is the work that we're doing this week is a lot of what we're going to be talking about in divinity. Of course, we're going to go a lot deeper, but the point of the mastermind is to give you guys a space with our guidance and with a beautiful community. We've had our first people join. We're so excited to be working with you, but to provide you with a space where you are integrating everything that we've been talking about this week, that these topics that we're talking about really become very just very wired in for you because I know for me, I'm in this space and have been for the last little while and life is getting really fun, really just like peaceful in a way that I've never experienced it where my, when I'm thinking about what it is that I desire to create next, I'm not 
automatically going into this space of like, okay, well, what do I need to do? And how do I need to feel? And what kind of thoughts do I need to think? And what beliefs are coming up that I need to let go of? It's not any of those things. And that's where I used to always go personally. It's much more in my mind that I know all I need to do is set attention and then be open and to do the work around being open. And that started to allow in this very unconditional uh, you know, means of money in my business and things moving forward in other areas of my life. And it's so much easier. It requires way less sort of, you know, daily energy work, if you will. It's more an awareness than anything. But for me, it took quite a long time to integrate that that was enough to accept that that was enough and to learn what the work was around actually, you know, embodying this state of openness and having it be something that I could quite, you know, comfortably and, and easily shift into. So anytime that there's resistance around something, I'm not looking at, well, where do I need to be high vibe or where do I need to, you know, get out of anxiety or whatever it is. The conversation is just, what is it that I'm judging that I need to let go of? And if I can let go, that's enough. That starts to let things in. Yes, it is in that wound that us as human beings innately have, um, but don't necessarily always have the awareness of, or, you know, as we raise our consciousness, as we, we, we become more aware, we can catch it more quickly and then we don't have to suffer in it. But it is that wound of not being enough. Like it's not enough to just be who I am. I have to effort. I have to do. I have to exhaust myself in ways in order to be worthy of receiving right? So if we think about this in business, it could look like I need to be out there sending emails every day. I need to be creating offers. I need to be posting on Instagram every day. Like that's how the, the ego can try to construct what it thinks is the way of doing things. And all of that comes from an external seeking. Like I'm trying to see what other people are doing so I can do that m myself. When in fact, when we get to this place of presence, of quietness, of really just integrating that worthiness like it's enough for me just to be who I am it's enough for me just to be Zoe or be low that's when the divine wisdom comes in and you've probably heard all answers lie within the answers do emerge and you get out the suffering right you actually have this ability to sweep away the suffering from your own mind in the way that you're operating in business or in relationships it could look like or if you're dating, right? It could look like I need to go buy some nice outfits to go dating. I need to buy new makeup. I need to get a haircut. I need to do X, Y, Z, look a certain way. I need to read certain books. I need to start behaving a certain way. No, you just need to be yourself and you just need to sweep away and strip away all these constructs of the mind that are creating the suffering. They're telling you that it's you're not worthy of receiving because of who you are, that you need to be or do something different in order to receive the results that are your desires that you're intending for on your heart. So it's in that space, like when you when you really clean that up, and that cleaning up happens as a result of you integrating that you are enough, and understanding how this works, that you sweep away the suffering of the mind, because that suffering of the mind, that continuous seeking that continuous questioning, judging of the self, that's what results in us not feeling good. That's what results in our bodies not feeling good. That's what results in our bodies manifesting things. But it's it's because of unawareness. And through this next six months in divinity, we're really going to be bringing you to the space of unawareness where once you're aware, you can't go back. Once you're aware that you're enough, 
just as who you are, like that's it. Like you don't regress from that state of being. You don't regret you don't regress from that space and you simply understand how this works and you no longer suffer in the ways that you used to suffering into feeling into the wounds and falling victim to that um, because there's not this understanding of how can I how can I get get out of this? Yes, absolutely. Everything that, that Zoe said, and I think that leads us into the topic of today, which is action. And we have a couple of different um, sort of distinctions for you guys in terms of navigating which action is needed to get you from where you are to where you desire to be, or how to just move in intentional action towards the things that you desire, towards what it is that's meant for you, what you're deserving of. Um, and we all know what it feels like to be like, okay, I want the relationship, or I want the body or I want the health or the money. And so what do I need to do in order to get there? And someone in the coaching space that talks about this is um, Jim Fortin. And uh, he's like one of the leading sort of identity coaches and experts in the world. And he's worked with some of the biggest politicians and athletes. And he's all about, you know, the identity essentially and how important that is. And that's something that Zoe and I have talked about a lot. It will be definitely a big part of divinity. We bring it into all of our programs. But he has a distinction around um, be, do, have, which essentially means he says most people try to have, do, be. Once I have the thing that I want, then I'll do the things that the person who has it does, and then I'll be the version of me that I want to be, as opposed to flipping it around, which is the other way that it actually goes, which is be, do, have. So if, when you're being that person that's in the end result, you're going to naturally be drawn into things that you need to do, and then you're going to have whatever it is that you desire on the other side, right? So we try to flip it around. It's like, I want to have that thing over there. What do I need to do to get there so that I can be this person as opposed to being the person that has it, having that lead you into the right actions and then, um, you know, just effortlessly receiving it. And what we wanted to talk about today was um, two approaches to just a mindset shift with your action. And the first is, Again, coming back to this space of openness and allowing for the right action to come. And I can tell you so many stories of quantum leaps in my life where I stopped trying to figure it out with which action I was supposed to take. The first one was um, in my business after about a year of trying to make things work. And I, I was strategizing like crazy. I had spent over $20,000 in coaches. I had done the Facebook ads. I was taking all of this action from the space of, you know, not having what it was that I wanted and trying to predict which actions I needed to take in order to get there. And I made little sales here and there, but for the investment that I'd made both time and financially, um, that was not being reflected back to me at all. In fact, the first coach that I worked with, she really sold this idea of, you know, a foolproof strategy around Facebook ads. And we built this beautiful funnel and I put all this money into it and I made not $1 in return. And what allowed me to not that many months after that with what I had learned, with what I was reflecting on, what allowed me to have like a quantum leap in my income was I really created the space for the right actions and ideas to come through me. I was like, okay, universe, I'm obviously not able to figure this out from my very limited human perspective. I keep trying. I keep going through entire launches. I keep investing in different approaches. None of it's really working for me. So I'm going to become the space where you can let me know. I, I didn't have quite this many words for it back then, but I remember it was like this letting go, this surrender and opening myself up to the guidance that wanted to come. You can let me know 
you know, what it is that I'm supposed to be doing here in order to get to where it is that I desire to go. And I had a lot of like desires around my business. I had um, plans to go full time into it within a matter of months, even though I really wasn't making very much money at all. And I just really opened myself up. And finally, in that open space of, you know, I was really tuning into just the feelings of where I decided to go. I was really applying like the quantum creation process, but I was allowing and becoming this open space for that bridge of incidents to start unfolding for me. And inside of a couple of weeks had an idea that a month later turned into a $15,000 month, really kickstarted my entire business for me. And it wasn't that finally I came across the right strategy because I was doing what I'd always been doing. I was launching, I was creating sales pages. I was doing exactly what I had been doing for a year. But the reason that it worked was because the action wasn't something that my human brain had somehow strategically figured out, right? There's been so many other areas where I've done this, um, where Lauren stopped (laughs) me, Lauren, you know, got out of the way, stopped trying to predict or plan for what it was going to look like because she couldn't know. And anytime I've tried to do that, it hasn't worked. What has always worked is creating within me a space of openness, which means I have to let go of judgment. I have to let go of shoulds. I have to let go of what anybody else is doing and literally create this channel for things to come in. And I think this is, Zoe and I were talking about this yesterday in regards to our partnership. It's just such a source of you know, abundance for the both of us in so many different ways and has been for the last four years. And that's because from the very beginning, this was a space for both of us where we just channeled and we trusted what came out and we worked together to, you know, just allow it to be. There was never shoulds. There was never over strategizing anything. There was fun and there was openness. And as a result, it's been a huge source of abundance for both of us and just a really emotionally fulfilling space to be within our businesses. And it's fed other areas of our businesses as well. Um, But yeah, it's that it's, it's letting go of what's in the way in terms of trying to figure out what we need to do, because all that's doing is you know, putting the blinders on and there might be all these beautiful ideas that want to come to us or pieces of clarity or the right book that's going to fall off the shelf in front of you. But if you're looking the other way, because you think it's supposed to look different than that, you're going to miss out on the guidance, that bridge of instance that you are being shown, that you are being guided towards. Yes. So beautifully said, Lo. Thank you. And what I feel called to share here is it's it's the simplicity that It's only when we are clear, like when the mind is clear and we're in the present moment, let's say we're in our heart space, that we can receive divine nudges, right? We cannot receive them when we're spiraling out in our headspace because we don't, we aren't open to receive. We are not actually in that space of receptivity. We're trying to figure it out. And when we think about that energetically, what that might look like, like think about it on an energetic space in regards to how we as energetic beings work with the universe. When we are spiraling out in our heads, trying to figure out the how, that's basically like us heads, head down, like hands up, like blocking saying, uni, don't bother helping me. I'm figuring this out. I do not want your support. I'm trying, I'm figuring it out. I'm over here comparing, I'm analyzing what other people are doing. I'm gonna like read XYZ blogs and like just sort of try to copy and paste that onto my own life and make that work for me. And we're not actually open and receptive to receive. It's when we 
put down the armor when we're like, okay, actually seeing that I'm in my head and my ego, my mind is actually very limited in comparison to the divine orchestration that the universe has to offer. It's when we start to relax, right? And a lot of the time, like what, what Lo and I've been sharing over the past few days, a lot of the times we don't even know how to relax because of what's been stuck in our bodies, right? The trauma in our nervous system, the trauma that's locked in our muscles, in our, in our vessels, we actually don't fully understand what it actually means to relax and what it actually means to fully relax into receptivity, into that space of openness to receive. So it's all natural. And I do just want to say, like, don't get down on yourself if you're like, oh my gosh, like I've been doing this. Like it's actually all just a part of the process. We're always coming into new levels of awareness and there's there's no wrong making to be had here. It's just simply like, okay, how can I open up to receive today? How can I actually access that space of openness or do my best to be in the present moment and start to energetically open up? Because like I said, when the hand comes down, when the head comes up and we're like, okay, I'm open to receive, I'm open to receive and focusing on that, that's when intuition comes through, truth comes through. And it's, it's those moments that I know that you each have had them where you're like, that's it. That's my intuition. That's my gut feeling. That's source. That's the channel. It's open. Boom. I'm going to take action. And it's from that space. Like when we receive those action steps, you guys might notice or can relate in your life that when those actions come through, maybe it's to channel out an email, write out an Instagram post, make a TikTok, um, reach out to somebody. There's, there's no need to like pump yourself up or like, drink a coffee and get it done. It's just channeling through you. It's like time doesn't exist. You have all the energy, all of the wisdom needed to create this course, create this piece of content, create this piece of writing. It just comes through you. And that's because you are the channel. But in order to be the channel, you have to achieve that space of openness. And I know that each of you in here could probably like relate, oh, I've, I've accessed that before. What could and would your life look like if you just started living in that place, right? Not just in certain moments of time, but you started to open yourself up to, to live in receptivity more often than you were closing, being in your mind, trying to figure it out. Just contemplate that for a moment. Thank you, Zoe. I, uh, I want to speak to this for a second to business owners. I know we've got a lot of you guys in the group and uh, you can... If you're not a business owner, you can just insert whatever it is that, you know, is relevant for you because it really is, it's, it's the same across different areas of our lives. But I think especially within business where there are so many conditions that are imposed on us, you only have to open up Instagram to see a million and one rules that you're supposed to follow. You have to be posting this often. You need to say these things, these kinds of posts don't work anymore. And it, it can really infiltrate our ability to be open because again, we, we just have so many shoulds thrown at us and quote unquote experts, but I've worked with hundreds, probably thousands of business owners from around the world, especially in the online space. I have launched, God, probably over a hundred different times and different offers and courses. I've had ones that were hugely successful and ones, lots and lots that were total failures as well. And I've never been able to see or, or identify any kind of strategic, you know, one thing that everybody does that leads to success. And I know that it's, it's not there anyways, but I, I share that because I know that there's people probably listening being like, yeah, but like, what about the strategy in my business and what do I need to do? The only commonality that I've seen that leads people to the right actions that lead to the results that they're desiring is a state of openness. And usually that's accessed by those that are really 
in just this space of joyfully creating in their business. I have this one client that I'm working with right now and we did like a niche shift for her when we first started working together because where what she was focusing on just wasn't really resonating with her anymore. And so she shifted into this niche that she just absolutely loves. And from that one change, she just started talking to people about it and she decided to do a bunch of free calls because she wanted to get on calls with people that she um you know could connect with and learn from and was very light about it very devotional in how she showed up for them and the opportunities that have come her way there's been very little strategizing (laughs) it's been next to no strategizing to be honest i feel like i just kind of you know help her in whatever it is that she needs to integrate and and know, but there's very little conversation with her around like what she needs to say or what she needs to do because she is being led by this open space of joy in her business and these opportunities people are finding her in the group. She has sold as many um, sessions as she's done for free. She has all this clarity. She's having these downloads. She's had more than one other coach with a big business of their own ask for her to come be the expert in one of their paid offers. Um, And it's all just kind of unfolding for her. And there's not judgment on how things are going. There's just a love for what it is that she's doing. Now, what it takes to be able to operate in that space, and I can speak to it personally as well, where the more fun I'm having in my business, the more money I'm making, the more effortlessly things are downloading. I mean, Zoe and I, we're going to speak to the space in which we show up for our launches, because obviously there is a lot of action taking being uh, being action being taken here, but what it takes to access that space of joy in your business is releasing personal attachments, releasing what we're making things mean, deciding to really be of service to people that we're here to, you know, make a difference for being really in love with what it is that we're doing, passionate about it, right? And letting go of everything that's not that or everything that's holding us back from feeling that way because we get a reflection of who we're being. And if we want an abundant business, we need to be abundance about it. But instead, you know, our our past trauma, our nervous systems, our subconscious mind is making meaning out of things and is like, okay, well, if I put this thing out there and it doesn't get a response, that means that I'm being rejected or that means that I was a failure or that I didn't know what I was doing. So let's make sure that I can control that from not happening. And what we're doing instead is strategizing a lot of the time, overly strategizing from this space of avoidance, essentially. But if there's nothing to avoid, because nothing means anything about you in your business or elsewhere, now you get to just uh, show up freely. There's not significance about, you know, a week going by with no signups, like, because it's all just overflow. It's all just joy. It's all just you getting to share what it is that you're doing with people. And I can tell you from a lot of personal experience that that is the space from which I've received very abundantly. I know the same for Zoe. So like when we were both living in Toronto last, last like summer, we were both there. I just remember her being like, oh, I went for a bike ride today and signed three new clients. And like, <laughs> like it was just always this story of effortless abundance and not strategy. And I know that you can speak to this too, Zoe, because you actually don't have that like, you know, the strategic business coach mind, perhaps in the way that I do, because I've been in this world for quite a long time, and you're a little more in like the life coaching space. So I'd love to hear from you, like, what does this open energy of action taking in your business feel like to you? And where is it it led? Yeah, no, I love it. I I, I would like to kind of reflect too, um, coming off of what you said, and how, like, 
watching clients just align with like, let's say their niche or what's easy for them. It was always supposed to be easy. It's always supposed to be easy. And it's our human that gets in the way and makes it hard. That makes the struggle happen, right? That's our ego mind again, trying to figure out when always these things, like when the aha moment comes, like let's say as a business owner, if it's around the next offering and it's like in the alignment, it's the one that actually like is successful or leads to the next thing. What I found, it's always this thing that's like right under your nose. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that. Like even the fact that like Lo and I are moving into having uh, Divinity, our very first mastermind together, like when that downloaded through us, it was kind of just like, why haven't we done this yet? Like, this is so fun. This is like everything that we love. Like, why haven't we done this yet? And in that there is the, the route where we could we could punish ourselves. We could be make wrong. We could be like, why have we like been withholding this from ourselves? Or why didn't we think about this sooner? Or it could be like, we're so fu- like fun and excited and like full of this vibrant energy. And let's just like make it happen. So it's like celebrating also too, when those divine right under your nose things happen. And again, it's, it's always going to be easy. Like one way that I know that I'm doing the right thing um, or I'm like, you know, right or wrong, whatever you want to call it. Or when I'm, when I know that I'm operating, let's say in alignment or with my highest timeline, it's because it is easy. And I actually see and witness the ways in which I've been making it hard. And the me making it hard is like looking to the external, trying to see what other people are doing, making up rules for myself. Like I need to post a certain amount of content each week in order to receive an XYZ. And it's just this, this consistent getting out of my own way, getting the human out of the way. And in regards to your question, though, about like kind of like how I see it coming from more of a life coaching background, like what I will say is my background is in marketing, you guys. Like I was in corporate marketing. So I was like in that world watching that go down for many years, being a part of that, especially because a large part of what I did was um, like, was social media for a period of time. I, I like learned about things like consistency, learned about things like the algorithm, but you guys, it's, it's all energy. And that's what I have to say. It's like, there are constructs out there that you can buy into and, and strategies that you can energetically buy into. And if it feels good for you, like if it feels like an inspired action, let's say to pop on Facebook and make, and put some money behind some ads, like if it feels exciting, right. If it feels like it lights you up then that is in fact the energy of which is like coming through you to take the next step. But when you're taking like the next step of like, I'm going to do Facebook ads because I feel like that's um, what I have to do. Like I've done that before and I've, I've spent like $2,000 once on Facebook ads made no ROI because I was operating from this space of I'm seeing what other people are doing and I'm going to try to make myself do that too. And that was never like the aligned action that was actually coming from a place of force. So when, I mean, like, I always come back to, like, be, like your energy behind it. Um, I think another, like, a funny kind of example is this. We see ourselves in this world now where, if we really think about it, influencers are just randos on the internet making content, right? They didn't get, they weren't the star of some Hollywood movie or whatever else. They were just out there living their lives and like sharing it. And then someone went viral and whatever. Like Adam, I'm thinking right now about that guy who was skateboarding down the road to this, to Stevie Nicks and with his cranberry juice. Like, do you remember that phenomenon? Do you remember that? Right? Like, it's like, you like, literally think about this, your neighbor could have some funny thing that they catch on camera tomorrow, post it on TikTok, and then they're going viral. Right? 
And it's just a matter of like, I'm just going to keep aligning with what feels fun for me, what feels good, what feels light for me. And it will take off in whatever way it needs to. But one thing I also just want to reflect too is like, like audience is not everything. I had this question up in the Digital Nomad Academy yesterday, which was like, how do I grow my audience? Well, it's like, what's the why behind wanting to grow your audience? Are you associating growing your audience with, with making more income? Because that's not, that's not it, right? It's all comes back to the energy. And it's like just having fun with what you're doing and trusting that if you're, if you've intended for something and it's coming from that space of like love and being of service, it's going to be made manifest. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that are considering divinity and have a business and that's an area of focus for you, one of the fast action bonuses is six months to my very comprehensive business library. I mean, anything that you could possibly need to know how to do, I've built some kind of training or course around it. And that access to that is included inside divinity. So if it's, if you're wanting to, you know, utilize this time and space with Zoe and I towards, I mean, you can choose what area of your life or areas that you're, you're focusing on. But if you're wanting to focus on business, we have, you know, everything that you could need. Zoe has a comprehensive money course, uh, money mindset course that's included as well. These are fast action bonuses that are really going to just help to support you in terms of getting the most out of the mastermind. And um, I wanted to, with what you're saying there, Zoe, I think that goes into like our second distinction that we've been mentioning a little bit here and there this week. And it's the idea, and this is something that um, that we kind of came up with on a, a Quantum 44 call a few weeks ago that we've been refer referring to ever since, because for me, it made it really clear which actions were, were resistance-free ones, which ones were from that open space of allowing, because oftentimes we can feel open and we can let action come to us. But then as soon as we start taking it, now we're in our head, right? Okay, well, I felt the call to write an email, but now I'm wondering what, what I should say in order to X, Y, Z. And the distinction that we came up with that has really been beneficial to me, and I've shared it with a lot of people who have agreed, is the action taken from an energy of devotion or an intention of devotion versus an intention of transaction. So in other words, action taken from this very clean, you know, love centered space of I'm doing this because it feels good to do this and I'm devoted to my business or I'm devoted to my partner or I'm devoted to providing value in this way um, versus transaction, which is a very usually sticky energy that is, you know, I'm doing this so that I can get a response in this way. I'm doing this for the pure sake of somebody signing up for my course or program. I'm doing this. I'm saying I love you so that he or she says it back to me. And it's there's a lot of attachment there. It's not a, it's not an open space energy at all. It's actually quite closed. It's, you know, well, I, I did this and so I deserve this. And what that really is, is a, it's we're sort of kind of trying to protect ourselves, right? We're overly strategizing. And then there's this feeling of letdown when the action taken didn't lead to what it was that we were hoping that it would. And so for me, especially since we had this distinction, and I used to say things like if I, if I was coming up around like a block, maybe creating some content for a launch that I was doing, I would think I would just shift into the space of like, okay, universe, what do people like, what would serve people today in my audience? And that was kind of my way of, you know, opening myself up to what wanted to come through versus what ego human Lauren and like strategy, you know, overthinking Lauren was trying to construct so that 
people would, you know, hopefully want to buy her offer or whatever. And like, this is very prevalent, especially in the business world. It's not that you have to just do, do, do with no expectation of receiving and response. But if we're doing purely for the sake of getting people feel that, and it's also, again, we've got the blinders on because we're saying in taking this action, I need this outcome. What if it's instead, and, and I think a perfect example of this is what Zoe and I are doing with our launch, because again, we've taken a ton of action around it. We're here every day. We're talking to you guys. But we were very clear from the beginning, this entire thing is from devotional energy, right? We're not doing this because secretly we're like attached to all of you signing up for our mastermind. <laughs> that's obviously not going to happen. And that's 100% okay. We are committed to each and every one of you, regardless if you ever spend a dollar with Lo and Zoe, because our programs might not be right for everybody in here. We don't know. It's your intuition. It's what's going to you know, make the right decision for you. What we can do is show up purely from a space of devotion, right? Of what would feel good to just give to others without a need of getting anything in return. And what happens energetically is then you're this open space of just unconditional love and service for others. And of course that gets reflected back to you, right? Within our relationships, especially romantic relationships, I used to always have a really big thing about, you know, not wanting to be vulnerable or like too into the other person unless I felt like it was safe to do that. In other words, I would feel like if I show up in this way, I need you to reflect it back to me, or I'm not even willing to show up in that way until you show me that it's safe for me to by doing it first. And that was obviously a very sticky place. I had um, a former boyfriend of mine call me out of it on at once where he was like, I feel like you're taking tabs all the time, which I absolutely was <laughs> because I was trying to feel safe. I was trying to get something through my actions. And that was not a space through which effortless ease and abundance in love flowed easily at all. Um, it was a space that was very like me again, trying to get something through action, which is coming from lack. Whereas now in all of my friendships, my relationships, my, my commitment to my clients, my business, what we're doing here with Zoe, it's really this space of I'm taking action from devotion. And if the intention behind the action that I'm taking is devotional versus transactional, I know that by default, I'm creating a space that people naturally want to step into because it's clean. It's not saying I did this and now you owe me that. It's saying I'm doing this because I think it would feel good to serve you today in a way that doesn't deplete me, of course, and that I'm not doing from lack. I'm not doing it so that you like me. I'm not doing it to be a people pleaser. I'm doing it because it feels good. It feels so good to serve every single one of you guys in here. It feels so good to have conversations with you. It feels so good to see what you're learning, to have this many of you on day one of, or sorry, day four. Like we've been talking now for hours. The fact that there's 31 of you here right now is like such a blessing to me. I'm so <laughs> seriously grateful and very, very sure of the commitment, the kinds of people that are in this group. Um, and that was something that obviously we intended for and expect with our work. But this is a devotional energy that you would feel it if it was, I'm going to do these things so that I get X in return. And if I feel like I'm not getting X, then I'm less committed to taking the action that I said I was going to take. And I know for you, Zoe, there's areas in your life where you're very devotional, including this. <laughs> um, what did you want to add to that? Yeah, well, what I want to say is like, you know, when it's devotional energy, because you can feel it in your heart space. And when we are honoring our desires that are on our hearts, and we're taking action from that space and being devotional from that space, 
it's like we access this momentum and we're in the space of miracles. And I want to give this little example that comes from like my work and following my passions, because I know that a lot of the time, especially those of us who are entrepreneurs or just desiring to make that transition, it's almost like we feel like we can't trust our hearts at first. Like we've got this passion, we've got this idea. Like for me in the past, it was, I want to, I'm going to write a book right and then there might be the who am I to do something like that what am I but then it's like it's like on your heart right it actually those dreams and those desires the things on your heart they wouldn't be there if they weren't meant for you to walk out again creator created you creator planted those creator knows what those are they're meant for you to walk out so what I think about in the past when I first moved to Italy I had no money and like it's just I didn't start writing my first book to make money I wrote my first book as an act of devotion to myself, as in you've got a story to share, you've got something on your heart to share, and you writing it out is going to be therapeutic and beautiful. And I just started thinking about all the souls who I just knew needed to hear that story at a different level. I just, I just knew that there were so many people out there in the world who had been through something similar to me, or even in the way that I like share on YouTube, it's never to like get anything like being vulnerable is never to get anything um it's always from the space of like service of the heart devotion to the heart and so like i think about writing my first book i just like committed to myself right committed to my heart and being of service and that energy and like flowing that consistently through and allowing that channel to be there not making myself wrong like so you're writing a book and you're making 80 euros per week. Like, you know, I, there was none of that. It was simply like, this is actually what's most important because this is what's on my heart and I'm going to trust it. And each time that I wrote another word, each time that I sat down to write, that was enforcing and implementing deeper levels of self-love into my body, deeper levels of trust into my intuition. Energetically, that was me saying, I choose you. I trust you. I choose you. I trust you. I am devoted to you. And let me tell you, a couple months later, right, some, th- some series of events, the universe is divine unfolding that is beyond anything that I could ever possibly imagine. One of my YouTube videos goes viral, right? Another area of my life, but still a similar type of energy, a place of devotion goes viral. And that's how I got a publishing deal. And then that's how I published books and I wound up in bookstores, right? I could have never even imagined that. And it was actually so easy. If we think about the percentages or we think about the strategy or how people in the three-dimensional reality, most people operate, there's a very low percentage that actually get book deals when they go to publishers. They might feel like they need to hire agents and do everything very strategically. We think about what Lowe said at the beginning. I was just being devotional to my heart. I was just being a writer. I was just being that that pure version of Zoe who had a story to share on her heart, who shared it in the way that it was coming through for her. And then that resulted in having a publishing deal and physically holding books and physically seeing them in stores within a year. If you would have told me that prior to even sitting down deciding to write my book, I would have would have been super excited. I would have had absolutely no idea how that could even happen at such a quantum speed, but it did. And it was all about, again, it started from this energy of all about the heart space being devotional, right? Trusting and choosing to access and live life and take action from that space and, and not nothing else, not getting in the head about it. 
Yeah, I love that story. I actually have, I have so many stories from clients of mine who, sorry, my phone is ringing here. Um, I have so many stories from clients of mine who, uh, it's like before they built like some beautiful online platform or audience on YouTube or Instagram or, um, I don't know, anywhere, TikTok. And it was growing. It was quite easy for them. They just like showed up in devotional fun joy-led energy. And then it's like, as soon as it became a business for them, they started getting in their head. They started trying to strategize. Um, and that's when things like really, really slowed down for them. And I have just so many stories of clients. And so then they come to me and they're like, you know, what strategy do I need to implement to get my growth back? And I'm like, it's the mindset that you're missing a strategy that we actually need to go to work on and going back to a place where you didn't have rules around this. You didn't have shoulds. You weren't comparing yourself to anybody. You were open. You were joyful. You were creating for creation's sake. And um, I know, Deepa, you said, uh, I feel like strategy does it also matters. And like, I, I write our sales pages, so trust me with creative control over that because I really enjoy writing sales pages. I know how to write copy that is intentionally speaking to the desires of those people that, I, that we're building an offer for, but I have done so much of that out of alignment and from a transactional place, and I can tell you that it doesn't sell. So I like personally, I'm all about aligned strategy. I teach my clients a ton of strategy. It's something that, you know, is, goes, that's what most of my business library is about. So you're right. There is a place for it. However, I've also had clients that had no strategy and were like, you know what, I've already got an email list. I think I'm just going to email them, letting know, letting them know that this program is open and I don't really feel called to do more than that. And then overnight they get 10 signups for a $1,000 program. So I've seen all of it where people are very heavy with strategy and people that just don't at all. And I always bring it back to like how much strategy is going to support your own alignment and belief. And how can we make sure that the openness, that that devotional energy is there before we we uh, we look for the right strategy. In my experience, it's kind of like the strategy is there. The actions I need to take, the words I need to say are all there when I'm, again, in that space of open devotion. And your stories, though, of really devoting to your book writing reminded me so much of a book that we talk about all the time. And if anybody in here has not read it, you need to read The Surrender Experiment by um, Michael Singer. And he lives purely in this space of open surrender. And he talks about just allowing for the flow of life, like whatever life wants to bring for him he allows. And his only job that he sees in that is to show up in complete devotion to whatever action is inspired through him. And the, it's an incredible story. And I'm, I'm probably even talked about this week already. Um, and yeah, and I mean, in terms of relationships or our bodies, because we were, I was having a conversation yesterday with Courtney that I know a few of you guys were commenting on just about how we have to decide to get to a space of not fighting with ourselves, not fighting with the business, not fighting with our body. And a great way of distinguishing what that actually looks like is this topic of devotion. So I like it as like a tool for awareness of like, okay, Lauren, you're feeling kind of sticky about this. Where are you showing up from transaction, right? I think especially in regards to our body, I know that's an area for you, Zoe, where you're very devoted and your body really loves you for it. And it's kind of just this, ease. And actually you spoke to that earlier this week, didn't you? Yes. And it is like it again, back to ease in the simplicity of it. It's supposed to be easy. It's, it was always supposed to be easy. And when you have these access points, right. And in the aligned actions coming, you take action from them. 
you have this remembrance of this is actually how it was always supposed to be. It's like a sigh of relief. Oh yeah. Okay. This is how it was. And again, I cannot recommend the surrender experiment enough because it's just this series of examples of how, when we get out of our own way and we just let the natural flow of life happen to us, it all happens. Again, we are like, it's the ego's constructs that thinks we need to be a certain place that's wrestling with ourselves, that's causing that inner turmoil. And it's just a matter of identifying that and then transcending it, right? Getting to the space above the ego, recognizing it for what it is. You know, you can thank the mind. It's so important for us to love and appreciate the mind because that's what takes care of us in a multitude of ways. But we're actually supposed to be operating in our hearts, actually meant to another book that I, I really love and I, I love to recommend is happy pocket full of money and he really talks about like even like when it comes to quantum creation and things like that is we as human beings are meant to be living from the space of our hearts right and in that that space is like where we access the unconditional love devotional energy and presence we aren't supposed to be in our minds like the mind is a tool right the mind is a tool but it's not who we are right? We are immortal spiritual beings having a temporary human experience. And the more that we can be in that space of remembrance, be in our heart is when the aligned actions come, the mind helps us with that. The mind helps us from like not walking um, into a scary forest when there's like animals in there, you know, it keeps us safe. It keeps us from not walking out into the street, but it's, it's not actually, we can't mind our way to the, the fulfilling success that our heart is always leading us towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I was just reading some comments here. And the challenge is to stay clear and open when most people around your society are not and running around like headless chicken. So, yeah, I mean, this is all really integrative work that we'll do in Divinity. And actually, this morning I was I was um, listening to an interview with Michael Singer, who's the author of The Surrender Experiment. He also wrote the book, The Untethered Soul, which is a New York Times bestseller. And a lot of people are more familiar with that book. And his work is so, so reminiscent of what we're going to be doing in um, inside of Divinity, but on a deeper level, because his, I mean, it, it's all just about being the noticer of the thoughts and the emotions rather than the judger of them or getting repeatedly to a space of non-judgment. Now, the thing that Zoe and I really bring into that is the fact that this also goes hand in hand with manifestation. You don't need to surrender all of your desires. You have them for a reason, as Zoe was saying earlier this week. Um, But we're going to be really doing the deeper work because I used to read Michael Singer's uh, work and I I loved it. I I think I was in Italy when I read both the Surrender Experiment and the Untethered Soul, and I I loved it. But I was like, yeah, but I don't want to let go of what I want. Like there was just this part of me that the idea of being completely open and releasing control and allowing was resistant because I was really identifying with my desires. I was creating identities around the things that I wanted, and I was trying to make them happen from that space of like I need these to feel okay. I need you know, the relationship, the money, the success in order to feel okay. Of course, it was unconscious. I wasn't saying those things to myself, but I was operating largely from a space of trying to prove something about myself. And so to let that go is what was required to access this state of openness that Michael Singer talks about and speaks to in his books that like felt really good. And I could see how powerful it was, but 
there was too much of me that was attached to what I wanted from all the wrong spaces. And that's really what we're desiring or what we are going to help you guys to create inside of divinity is you are going to release the deep parts of you and the the past parts of you. And we're going to keep doing this work this week that, you know, are attached. If you're listening to any of this and you're like, okay, I get it. I want to be open. I want to flow, but like, I just really want this thing over here. Or I just can't accept that, you know, I could be totally okay if I was single for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> You don't, it, it's okay to think those thoughts. It's okay. If your human is fighting some of what we've been saying or all of what we've been saying this week, because I know I did like just the idea of being open to the universe's plan for me or, you know, having my desires, but also remaining open in having them. I didn't really like that. I wanted to fight it. Right. But it's because I wasn't realizing that there was all these false identities that I was operating from that I needed timelines. I needed to hit because otherwise I would make them mean things about me. Even that awareness of like, you're giving a lot of personal significance to the things that you are wanting or the things that you've already manifested for yourself. I didn't even have that awareness. Right. And, uh, so even just having that, where then you get to start releasing the, these, these parts of you, bringing them to light. And then it's just this open space of like unconditional, uh, receiving. And it, I was saying to Zoe yesterday, like this space that we're in right now feels so good to me, like an alignment, like I've never known because there are no conditions around me, you know, thriving in life and business, especially in business. I used to have all kinds of conditions other than perhaps showing up and connecting with people in the way that feels good to me. And, you know, there's a little strategy here and there, but it's, it's not, I mean, this week we've not even talked about the mastermind on Instagram because Zoe and I were like, eh, you know, that doesn't actually feel that exciting to us. We want to just focus our energy and be really devotional inside of the mini mind. And that's where our people are. And like, that's it. That's what we've been doing. Um, and so it just feels like accessing this space where there's nothing that is in the way between you and what you want. It gets to flow in and it didn't require you to meet conditions that you may or may not be able to with hold or withstand like that was where a lot of my own suffering in my business came was like I've described I had a lot of conditions that I had to meet ways I had to feel thoughts I had to think and actions I had to take and if I I could take all of those and I could meet all of those conditions all the time then I would give myself permission to let money come in. And for me, it's been a stripping away of those conditions over the last couple of years <laughs> um, without the awareness and with ways in which I really fought it. But now it feels like I'm not rebuilding because I never had to rebuild my business, obviously, but I'm, I'm receiving from such a drastically different place that feels to me like I'll never have to worry about losing this again, because there aren't conditions that I'm trying to meet. There's people I'm talking to that I believe I can help and that I'm of service to, and I feel devotional in that regard. And then there's programs that I'm building that I'm excited about again, that are fun for me that I get to do with my best friend. And that's it. It's just Lauren being Lauren. It's just Zoe being Zoe. It's completely authentically us. We're not trying to pretend like, you know, Oh, look at like I used to be as a business coach, really just I really thought I have to speak to my constant results. I have to be proving something about myself and my and my ability to earn money. And that's why people want to hire me. And when my income started to waver, it was like this vicious circle. Like I needed to make money in order to make money <laughs> in my mind, which obviously so now I don't even really talk about my income very much because I'm like, I'm not going to have a business or a space of receiving from 
any level of condition. I'm not going to create a conditional reality or manifestation, you know, space of manifest manifesting that I could potentially lose in the future when I can't hold it all together because the world goes into lockdown or like whatever the heck it is. So we want for you this space of unconditional love, unconditional receiving, unconditional abundance in business. And more than that, a a peace of mind and a freedom in that process in your day to day waking up and being like, I I'm going to do what feels good to me today. And I'm not going to live in my mind about what I'm supposed to be doing, what thoughts I should be thinking, where I'm going wrong, what strategy needs to be implemented. There just is this space of non-judgment is a very powerful portal for receiving, obviously, for all the reasons we've been talking about this week. But it's also just the most like fun place to be because you actually get to be present for your life and everything is just good. It's, it's not the things that happen to us that are a cause of resistance or anguish. It's our story about them. It's our latching onto us, onto them. It's us fighting them. That's the source. What if you could flow with things as they unfolded and you didn't need to fight any of it? right? It's, we think it's these conditions that are not the way that I want. And that's the source of my, you know, internal upset. In reality, it's, it's not, it's never the conditions, right? And if it's going to be the circumstances that we need to change, we're never going to have a space of unconditional joy in our lives because things change. As we've seen, we don't have control all the time over our external world. We're trying to gain control uh, so that we can feel a certain way. But what if instead you start to feel free, you start to free yourself, you start to find peace of mind, and then that gets reflected back to you. And regardless of what's going on outside of you, you're not someone that latches on or resists what it is that's unfolding. Yes. So beautifully said, low. And like it's simply like release the body and then the mind is released, right? When we decide to get out of our own way, right? Get the mind out of the way, drop into our body in ways and really start to explore from that space that we create the lasting change because like Lo spoke to in the beginning, there, sorry, Lo, some sounds coming in from your side. Sorry, um, responding, Nadia. Oh, saying there, <laughs> I'm done. Okay, um, were you speaking or typing? Is that what, okay. I was typing. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like when we release the body, we release the mind because like Lo said, there are ways in which we feel this like strong prove it energy coming through us. We feel these, this strong neediness. Like I need to have this to feel safe. I need to have this to feel okay. Right. Like I want to acknowledge and validate how extreme and how intense those needs can feel. And they feel that way because again, they're they're coming from the body. They're coming from the temple. They're coming from deep, deep inside of us and deep inside of our subconscious minds. And they're going to continue. They are going to continue and continue and continue until they get addressed at the root. And it's when they get addressed at the root that the undoing starts to happen and the ultimate release starts to happen, right? Like I can tell you guys, like what I've, what I've shared about the journey of my spine and that story, I felt, I felt unsupported my entire life until I started to address the spine. I struggled with spending thousands of dollars, seeing multiple practitioners, always being fed the same message, you're unfixable, you're on this, you're on that. Like, I was just attracting over and over and over again, all of this chaos, all of this turmoil, it was just reflecting back to me that I needed to go to the root, but I didn't see it that way. I felt like I am so unsupported by the universe. The universe dropped me here, you know, didn't give me a good, good enough mom who could nurture me and all that right like there was a lot of work that needed to be done but I actively decided 
to go to the root because I was done with the chaos, right? I took responsibility for my healing. I took responsibility for the stuff that was like coming through me so strong, right? And it's in the release of the body that I realize and have been able to see and like literally, like clearly open my eyes to the support that's all around me because now that is an embodied feeling. It is like literally in my body now that I feel supported because I gutted myself and I uprooted and, and healed things at the source, healed things at the root in the places where I didn't feel supported. And not to say that there's not fleeting, fleeting things that come through that like, oh my gosh, this sucks. Like, why did that happen? And whatever else, like we're all human, we're all part of this experience. But like pain is inevitable through life. We're going to have experiences. Like this is why we're here. We're learning. But the suffering is optional is what I'm saying is the suffering is something that you choose. But a lot of the time that suffering is on an unconscious level because the awareness has not been brought into the body yet. We have not dropped in. We have not decided to address things at the root. And that's why history repeats itself. Proven energy keeps coming through. We keep wrestling with our lives. We keep wrestling with what is. We keep fighting. We keep fighting the three-dimensional reality when there is another way. And it is in addressing things at the root. It's clearing things at the root. It's clearing the core energy that's there, releasing ourselves, releasing the body, because in that, the mind gets clear. And a lot of the times, us as go-getters who are consuming a lot of self-improvement knowledge, we, we, we're consuming so much knowledge that we think that we can fix things and address all these things from the mind. Like Lo said, there was a lot of times where she was trying to mind her way through everything. I can say the same thing for myself. It's like that quote that I shared, I, I think in day one, um, Sigmund Freud is like, said, knowledge will be the source of our neuroses. The ego will, is always searching and seeking for knowledge. It's always intaking, right? It's intaking, even if it's a self-improvement book that's like really high vibe and whatever else, it's still going to create rules and constructs, right? Still going to create rules and constructs. But when you heal yourself from the root, like when you would really address things in the body, clear the energy out in that space, the mind is clear. It doesn't latch onto things. It doesn't create so many constructs. It doesn't have that insane latching neediness hold on your life and on your outcomes like it has up until this point. Yes. Um, and just thanks for driving that home. So uh, one little like sort of distinction for you guys, just a way to, to think about it. And it'll mirror what we talked about in day two. But in life, there is what happens. And then there is the story that we tell about what happens, right? In other words, the meaning that we're giving it. And when you are upset about something, or you have a lot of resistance around it, you can just really sit back and ask yourself, like be the observer of it and say, okay, what actually happened here with no story? Let's say, I don't know, someone said something to you uh, and it really upset you. And, uh, you know, now you're making them wrong or you're resisting it, or you're putting a lot of energy into it, or just like having feelings about them that isn't supportive of the relationship that you want with them. Right. What happened is that that person said words, right? They opened their mouth and noise came out. <laughs> That's what happened. The story is where the struggle is. The story is, well, you know, she said this about me and it, she meant it in these ways. And I know that she's judging me and, you know, she thinks this about me and I don't think that that's fair. And she was letting me down. She's not valuing me or like whatever. Right. Um, and it's not that we need to completely let others off the hook for what it is that they're doing or that we need to be completely detached from how things are going. But if we can at least have that awareness, then there is an opportunity for responsibility 
or like us to take responsibility for where our side of the road isn't clean, right? If I can look at, okay, this is triggering me. What actually happened here? They said this, these words, or this is what happened, or I'm behind this person in traffic and they're going too slow. That's what happened. What am I making that mean? <laughs> I'm telling the story of X, Y, Z, that it means these things. And where from my past is, has there been other situations that felt kind of like this? Because I have always had this thing with people either being late or canceling on me last minute. And um, I just really, I mean, I really, I really value like, I mean, we start this call every day, as soon as it turns, you know, the hour that we said we we're going to be here on, that's just something that I personally really, really value um, and that I know Zoe mirrors as well. But when I get triggered around like someone being late or having to cancel or whatever, um, the trigger is not that they were a little bit late because all that happened was they were five minutes late. Like that's not a, a big problem. The story about it is that I'm being, or the story that I used to always have, I really catch it now and I really take responsibility for it is that I'm being not valued, right? People are not taking my time seriously. And I remember this time when I was dating this guy and he was super unreliable and he was in it for the wrong reasons and blah, blah, blah. And this is reminding me of that time. So I'm going to make you wrong for it. <laughs> and just that level of awareness, then we get to, again, bring the space of like a clean energy into the 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 um whatever the circumstances are the situation and actually have a chance of cleaning it up but we can't be right about how wrong something is and expect it to shift and that's the space that we are continuously trying to operate from there's a saying i always say which is you either get to be right or you get to be happy and we really want to be right and <laughs> so and i certainly have areas where we still want to be right sometimes that's what the you know, ego needs for a little while, but the way that we will hold on to our side of the story and insist that it is right is the thing that is not allowing it to change in any way that, you know, it's meant to, or that we desire for it to, because we're creating no space for that to happen. And this is actually going to be something that we talk about more tomorrow in terms of, you know, really releasing what there is and making peace from things from the past so that you can, again, access this state of uh, this whole week is just built around helping you guys to move more from a space that is as resistance free as possible, as open as possible and have that effortlessly reflected back to you, but also let go of what's in the way from things being able to unfold on your behalf. Yes. So beautifully said, Lo. All right. That was day four. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all so much for, for listening. Thank you for all the beautiful shares, for being vulnerable in the group, for just exercising your voice in these ways and just like really um, being a part of this container. It's so special for us and we are so grateful to have you here. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is going to be very reminiscent of our mastermind, except that it's for six months um, where we're going to be active excuse me, inside of a, a group chat every day, coaching you guys through, you're going to have your community. We're going to have calls. We're going to have a curriculum. It's going to be a very intentional, very high support, high touch, uh, six months where you'll really come out the other side, just a very different person with a very different sort of, you know, point of attraction, if you will. And, uh, just a whole other level of believing. So, or, uh, receiving rather. 
So we uh, have 10 hours before our first fast action bonus expires. If you are an alumni, you can let us know if you need the coupon code, which I did email out last night. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise we'll see you guys tomorrow at 11 a.m. Can't wait. See you guys then. And welcome to everyone who is in Divinity. We're so excited to get started. Yep. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.